0: Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to Smoke Show. This is Claire. It's episode nine, uh, which is um, wild. I can't believe that if you do one every week, it's been nine weeks. That doesn't feel real. Weeks have been passing very quickly. August passed without me realizing it, which was honestly great because it was really fucking hot in August. Today was apparently the last hot day, according to WNYC. Uh, And thank God. And it was so fucking muggy. But this morning... Um, I went to Starbucks with a friend, and I we walked there, and it was um, it was so gross out, but was, you know, nice walk. And then um, I finally tried the Starbucks brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso thing. So good, and it wasn't that sweet. I was expecting it to be sweeter. Um, I haven't been to Starbucks in like like two years or something, but that thing caught my eye, uh, and I've been wanting it for months, and I finally tried it, and it was delicious. So I'm currently on the hunt for the best cold brew in bushwick and ridgewood a little bit but mostly bushwick um i made a whole list i made it i honestly made like a cute little graphic because i've decided to just give in and um do cute things and put effort into my life all the time and so i'm going from coffee shop to coffee shop and trying out all the cold brew because i'm really determined to find the best one because my favorite cold brew right now is actually in williamsburg it's at this place called black star it's super cute it's on driggs avenue it's like right off the subway it's adorable and their coffee is so good Um, so far I've been to like four places on the list and I don't love any of them, but one was like pretty good, but I think I'm going to write a whole thing about it. Anyway, today I mostly want to talk about Instagram. Um, and I'm really trying to not make this like a self-righteous, like you should delete your Instagram thing, but I did just delete my Instagram. Um, not like I just like deleted the app. Um, but I know that that's the only reason that I ever use it is that it's on my phone. So my hope is just that I'm nice and done with it. It wasn't like a, I've been thinking about just deleting the app off my phone for a while. Same thing with TikTok. I had like thought about it a lot this summer and then I just never ended up doing it. And It's not like I'm trying to cut down on screen time or anything like that. I just think they weren't making me happy. And TikTok in particular was making me really infuriated. It would like really get my adrenaline going. A lot of times like this last week, there was a girl on TikTok who was like trying to say that the U.S. wasn't a diverse place. And then you had a lot of like Europeans and Americans arguing. And the European versus American tourism stuff on there is always really interesting to me because I'll be honest. Both sides are equally ignorant about each other in a lot of ways. It's just the truth because, like, of course you are. You're not living in those places. Why would you know a ton about, like, specific travel culture in either place? Like, going on vacation somewhere is not the same as living there. And you're not going to get to know the nuances of a continent. Like, nobody ever – no, you would say you're traveling Europe when you're going to several different countries in Europe or taking, like, the railway – through many different places, but you wouldn't say you're traveling North America. You wouldn't refer to North America as a continent because there's not many people who like start in Winnipeg and just drive south. You know what I mean? Like you're usually, I don't know, many people who tra- plan like a North American vacation where they're like we're going to Canada and the United States and Mexico because that's so much land to cover. If you hit 3 states when you come to the United States, it's quite a bit of distance. Um uh, anyway, that's just a side rant and this is what I mean by, like TikTok would get me going and I've been trying to think a lot more recently about just, like, the consequences of my actions. <laughs> like, not positive or negative, but just, like, what am I getting out of this? What am I doing right now? I'm trying to be more intentional with my time, which is really fucking hard because it just requires a lot of diligence. And, like, I'm not that diligent with myself. I really don't have many standards for myself in terms of, like, like that sounds really bad. I do, but, like, I'm just not very stringent with my time. And especially with relaxation, I feel like I've been very like, I just want to like veg out as hard as possible. But I've realized it's like, that doesn't actually really work for me. And I need things to be done before I sit down so that I can actually enjoy my downtime. Because what I've realized is like, I was feeling very just like stressed and like, I wasn't getting enough rest or something, which is just ridiculous because I have so much time to do that. like I'm very lucky as far as like my work schedule goes and like things like that. So it just um it wasn't I knew that it wasn't true that I wasn't getting enough rest. You know what I mean? It was just that kind of thing where I was like napping all the time. And like I forget the like seasonal depression is like genuinely real and I know I have it in the summer. And that's why I'm feeling better these days is because the weather is changing and it's getting, you know, closer to the end and I can feel it in the air. And I can literally feel like the it feels almost like fizz clearing in a soda. Like, you know, when you pour something into it and like the top just kind of fizzles away. It feels like that. Like, it feels like I can finally, it feels like I'm finally just like back on the surface and I'm not like struggling to tread water. I'm just floating. If that makes sense. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I deleted my Instagram, partly because of an an interview that Jon Favreau did on his podcast called Offline. It's Crooked Media. Honestly, John Favreau is not my favorite interviewer, but it's a decent interview. They do—they are weirdly dismissive of Gamergate in a way that I think only men are when they're talking about things. They just are so weirdly like, yeah. I mean, it was bad, but like at the time, I didn't really care about it. And it's like, yeah, because they don't care about the harassment of women. Like, it's just like it's just a reminder that like people really struggle to take women. The harassment of women in particular, seriously, and that Gamergate was a harbinger of doom, but I don't think that was actually the most important thing about it. I think the women whose lives were ruined is the most important thing about it. But anyway, um, it's a good interview other than my nitpicky thing about that. Uh, But they talked about Instagram in particular and algorithmic social media in particular. Like, I don't think, I didn't delete Twitter. So I'm not trying to sit here and be like, I deleted all of my social media. I still have Twitter and I also still have Tumblr. So I'm not trying to be like, I deleted everything and you should too. I kept two social medias, basically. Like, I don't really, I'm using Tumblr more these days as just like a place to dump thoughts. Because like, I'm realizing that a lot of the reasons I don't is because I think I'm going to get judged. And like, truly nobody's on there and nobody cares what I'm posting. So I just want to be more casual in life and like, explore and try to like push boundaries as far as like not caring what others think about me I think that was a big reason I deleted Instagram is because I think Instagram makes you care what other people think about you like it's just it presents your life to people who like otherwise wouldn't know anything about it and I just realized that like I don't want all these people knowing this stuff about my life also like my life is not that interesting like I like taking pictures of things I always have always been a little photographer but like I don't think I need to share them in that way. I think it just was, like, it, it, wasn't, um, it wasn't conscious, I think. Like, I would go for walks, and, like, I've done this for years now, where I would, like, go for walks and take pictures of flowers. And then when people would talk to me about them in real life, I would be like, oh, why are you looking at that? And then I'm like, oh, because I'm putting it out there. And I feel the same way about this podcast. Like, I put it out every week, and I'm like, oh, people are listening to that? That's wild. And it's like, why are you choosing to put it out if you're not being conscious about it? And so I'm trying to be – I know that I'm putting it out and that's a defense mechanism, especially about the podcast, because it's hard to not feel really egotistical and like navel gazing, having especially a solo podcast, I'll be honest. Um, But I think that this is like a creative thing that it it's like, I don't know why I get so like, Oh, I have to put out like a certain thing. Like nobody has expectations. This I don't make any promises. Like, And I I think I'm always very, like, I don't want it to be navel-gazy, but, like, of course it is. (laughs) Like, there's no way fucking around that. Like, what am I talking about? Like, this entire podcast is just me getting stoned and, like, rambling into a microphone for an hour and then editing it for, like, another two hours. It's, I listen to a lot of myself talk now, which is, you know, honestly, it's made me get over any, like, hatred I had of my voice. And that's been really good. I don't flinch when I hear myself recorded. And that took a little while, but it's interesting that I think at the beginning, I never thought that that would be true. And now this is like I've now like there was 30 podcasts of my old ones. Like I've done this quite a few times and it's interesting just to do something that I want to get good at. And it's the same thing. So right now I'm learning French on Duolingo and it's the same thing there with Instagram. It's the same thing there. I'm just trying to improve. And I think like, oh, what Smoke Show has become is just like my self-improvement log. (laughs) Like, that's fine. I'm going to lean into it because I think that it's important. I think I'm like pretty solid at being vulnerable in public about things that like I don't find to be super vulnerable, but I also want to be conscious of the things I am putting out online because sometimes people will make comments to me and I'm like, oh yeah, I forget that I'm like sharing that with random fucking people and I will say so with my Instagram stories it just they started getting watched and I don't want to get too gossipy about this but like they started getting watched by people that I was just like why what's happening like I we have not talked in like decades like people from my middle school just people that I was like I don't know that I like that you know anything about my life and I know that Instagram stories are something that like I don't intake what I'm really watching on them which is also something that I big reason that I wanted to like get off of it I want to be like conscious in my consumption of media because for years I've just consumed a lot of it and I love consuming things. I love knowing about pop culture, but like recently I've been diving into whether or not the, my need to know the most is just part of the defense mechanism of like, this is why I'm good to have around rather than just trusting that like who I am is good enough to have, around, you know what I mean? So my thing with, my thing with interrogating every single part of my personality to figure out if it's a defense mechanism or not is going swimmingly. I will say I'm trying I'm trying my best to cut things out and I think it's like pretty much working and I'm trying not to like prejudge myself a lot and that's also A big part of doing this podcast is just, like, continuing to try and put myself out there in ways that, like, I can practice and feel a little bit controlled. And it's like, I can edit this. Like, I can not put it out. I can stop doing the podcast. I can delete episodes. Like, I am in control of this from top to bottom. I'm the only one making decisions here. So it's a safe way, I think, for me to, like, practice just putting myself out there in ways that I find within my comfort zone. Anyway, Instagram. (laughs) So it's, it's not a super moral thing that I deleted Instagram. I'm not trying to say that it is. But I do think that, like, Mark Zuckerberg is a terrible fucking human being. And algorithms are bad for us. And social media is so unregulated. And dopamine rushes are a real thing that, like, they studied and, like, would hide likes from you. And, like, I was talking to a friend the other day about just when Facebook, like, invented notifications. Because I remember when Facebook got the news feed. I remember the day it happened. It was so weird because suddenly everybody was like, I don't like that you can see what I'm writing on other people's walls and stuff. Um, but Facebook got notifications. And I remember, like, the first time I got, like, a fake notification because it used to be, like, this person commented on a photo, wrote it on your wall, this happened. Like... It's usually about you and something that somebody had done and left somewhere for you to go find, basically. Because, like, otherwise you just had to click through things. You just had to scroll to your wall and see if anything was new there because there was no central hub. And then you go to your friends' pages and scroll down and see if anybody left stuff on their wall. And on MySpace, there were bulletins, and that was, like, a whole thing. So, like, but also, like, your top eight really mattered. Like, things were just different on social media when there was no main algorithmic fed feed. And that was when things really started to change so fake notifications and like the dopamine rushes and they've they've admitted that they like fucked with people on the timeline to make them more depressed or happier depending on what they showed them and that's human experimentation against our will and i think that like terms of service being an unreadable fucking super long thing should also be illegal you should have to say your legal like statements But also have them written in very plain English. And, like, if your terms of service are, like, 30 pages long, then you need to be able to summarize them in a way that, like, is actually acceptable summaries. Anyway, it's wild how unregulated the Internet is. (laughs) So I just I didn't want to subject myself to something that I don't understand my motivations around. And I'm just trying to be more intentional and that's part of the intentionality. But also I just feel like uh, my friends don't really use social media that much. (laughs) Like I have people in my life who definitely do. And like there are people who I keep up with, I'm sure, predominantly through that. But I just feel like a lot of like and a lot of my life didn't look that way. Like I had friends come visit me in the last year, didn't take a single picture with them. Wish I had just for me and not for Instagram, but like it's hard to not feel like you're taking pictures just for Instagram now, which is another reason why I wanted to delete them because I just want to take pictures for myself. And I want to see if my patterns remain the same or like what happens, like I already took some fucking photos of flowers. So I know that that's just like, me love taking photos of flowers love urban gardens in richwood they are some of my favorite things in the world you know but like i just i want to see what happens when it's removed from the equation i want to get to know myself without constant like with tiktok in particular i would just put it on when i needed noise but i didn't want to like select a podcast or put on music i'm trying to put on music more i'm trying to get back into music more because i've missed music a lot but with Um, putting on TikTok, I feel like it's just so easy because it was like one minute videos, but they would loop and I would be far away from my phone. And then I would just hear the same sound over and over again. And that was really bad because it drove me fucking up the wall. And I would get angry about things that I was seeing on there. And then I would talk to my friend the next day and like, she just had no idea what I was talking about. And I would always be like, right, because this isn't real. Like I am seeing this random video that like, I and 70,000 other people have seen, which is a wild amount of people to think about. Like 70,000 people sitting around in a sports arena watching a screen and seeing a video. That's a lot of people. Like we don't really have a scale anymore that I think is good because we can't conceive of a certain amount. Like it's, you know. The other thing with Instagram is that I used it in ways that I just don't think were particularly beneficial for my soul anymore, and this is part of, like, pop culture and kind of, I think it's something that started really early on where I just like knowing what other people on the internet are saying. I'm nosy when it comes to pop culture. I don't usually participate, I don't ever participate in message boards, and I don't usually participate in, like, snarking on Twitter or anything like that, but I read snark, And Snark is just people online making comments, usually about female influencers now. But it's been around for forever. And the first website that I ever read that I think was similar to this well actually the first website was probably the MTV message boards about my super sweet 16 because those were wild but those I was also led to by the people on my super sweet 16 who would be like well they tell you not to read the message boards and then I was like what message boards and then you go to mymtv.com there were plenty of fucking message boards basically being like I went to high school with this girl she was really mean like it was this party wasn't that cool I was at it like things like that because people have always been jealous online and haters (laughs) like they had them on MTV. So that was probably my first one. But I would say that the one that I checked, like maybe I'll actually just fucking tell the story right now, is like um, Guru Gossip was a snark website that was just a bunch of message boards, but it was about the original YouTube beauty gurus. And the thing about those girls is that like they were doing a lot of undisclosed sponsorships at first. They built the internet on their backs. Let's be honest. I need to do an entire deep dive into how Juicy Star 07 is like the reason for influencers the way they are today. But there was a lot of, like, secrets being kept and things that people felt like they were exposing them for. There were a lot of nose jobs being lied about, that kind of thing. So people would make, like, posts that are, like, you know, comparing this. Like, there was just so many people on there just hating on these girls. And there was one in particular that I read a lot because it was it was a weird situation. You could tell it was a weird situation on um like through the videos that was that were happening and then what happened eventually is like this guy got exposed on Tumblr as like a total creep because a bunch of his ex-girlfriends who were all internet personas themselves, had tumblers at the time. There was like an outing of like these YouTube good guys, basically, where people, it was like the original, it was my first kind of like mini Me Too movement where like the original YouTube creeps got outed. And also what got outed is a bunch of people who knew about the people being creepy and did nothing to stop it. And that's why I still have a little bit of a problem with Hank and John Green today. Like, I think that they've done very good things, but I just think that their response to that and their lack of accountability in that is hopefully something that they've learned and wouldn't repeat the mistakes of the past from. But feels rude to bring them up when they are truly not the predators here. Okay, so there was this guy, his name is Luke Connard. He came up through... Um, YouTube and doing like Harry Potter wizard rock, which was called rock with a W. And he was like big in that scene. And he was big in this like kind of like nerd music scene. And he and his girlfriend, Christina something had a band together and then like they broke up. And then she came out later saying that he was not only like emotionally abusive, but like financially abusive. And like withheld a lot of the proceeds that they had earned together. And like, that was really shitty, but he was dating this beauty guru who has retired now, but um, had a really interesting beauty guru career. She was very good at, like, working um, working her way up into just completely different industries. But Miss Glamorazzi, she also eventually came out as gay. So this was, like, pre-that. Um, she and him had this, like, six-month series where they were teasing if they were together or not. And, like, they had pretty young fans... This was really before people understood that you could be taken for a ride on the internet, like they were doing it on purpose to drive up engagement because every single video had like, are you guys together? Like, honestly, knowing what was in that fucking Tumblr post, it wouldn't surprise me if he was being like purposefully withholding from her for like other, you know, bullshitty, emotionally manipulative reasons. And I'm gonna cost- cast disversions on him because I've read many terrible things about what he did to multiple girlfriends who all corroborate each other's stories, and I fully believe them because the videos were fucking weird. So it may I never post on message boards. I just I keep saying that as if I'm being like overly defensive about it, but like I've just been such an observer for such a long time. And again, this is something I want to like look at in myself. Like why do why am I so nosy about these things that really don't matter? So I go to this message board, which was about Miss Glamorossi and every single day people would be posting, like, this was weird in the video. Um, you know, like, she had some, like, medical stuff, and it was all – it was kind of related to, like, stress uh, because she was daily vlogging. She was, They were also eating out for, like, every single meal, which was somebody something people kept commenting on. And, like, it's not great to comment on what people eat, but, like, they were eating, like, really, like – they were going out in L.A. every single day and documenting it. So, like, you really were seeing that they only ate food – out And so everybody was like, that could contribute to, like, the medical stuff she's going through right now because that food is just always, like, there's more oil and, like, you're just not getting, like, a super balanced diet that way. Anyway, that was, like, some – see, like, that's the inappropriate shit. You shouldn't comment on what other people eat on the internet, but th- people were. But then people started being like, he feels, like, creepy here. This this feels inappropriate. And there was this one woman who was always like their relationship is a fairy tale and she would get in there and just be so weirdly defensive of them. And I was like, yeah, I get it because like everybody's coming for them and you just want to be this opposite voice. And I think some people just I don't know, maybe it was a troll, but I think trolls should you know, be taken seriously because um, ugh, it's still real words being read by real people, including me, who remembers this shit from fucking 15 years ago that is so fucking useless. Why is this in my brain? Um, but like eventually it came out that it was a really bad relationship and it was like, oh, like the message boards could tell. And I think that snarkers in particular kind of like want to find those things and seek them out. And so throughout the years, especially on Instagram and original bloggers and women who got like really famous for being vulnerable online, people would call them out. And there's a lot of like fake medical stuff. Like there is an influencer named Freckled Fox who's... First husband passed away of like cancer, and for two years people had been saying that he had been faking it. And it was like really intense, and they had to like move and like they got docs, like his medical records were found. Like it was, you know, like completely inappropriate. And to lose somebody and deal with this internet mob of people who were like, holy shit, he actually did have cancer. I feel so bad for everything I said. Like, what the fuck? Why are you commenting on a man you don't know like cancer? Like it's just The internet creates some dynamics that I just don't think the human brain can, like, really rationalize. Like, it's the same thing on Stan Twitter, like, the Don't Worry Darling press tour today Oh my god, I have not seen drama like this in a while. I love some classic Hollywood drama. Florence Pugh is dressing to the nines. She's having a great time. She looks great. I don't know what they did to Chris Pine's hair and I was telling a friend today I love Chris Pine so much. He was one of my first like movie crush crushes because him and Princess Diaries 2 is fantastic. That movie is tonally very strange. The first Princess Diaries, a perfect teen movie. The second Princess Diaries, a very weird mix between an actual adult rom-com and a kids movie. So there will be like very cute scenes. She'll reference breakfast at Tiffany's. There will be like very well-dressed, well-decorated set pieces in a castle. And then there will be like a sleepover with a bunch of little girls and a Christy Carlson Romano song playing. Like it makes totally no sense, but it was directed by Gary Marshall. And apparently at one point, Chris Pine went to bow and he didn't bow low enough. And Gary Marshall yelled at him like, you gotta bow. You're not in a mall. And I always thought that that was very funny. Okay. Anyway, Chris Pine, Don't Worry Darling, the press tour today, some good old Some good old juicy gossip. I love some good old juicy celebrity gossip because the thing is, like, these, I don't, you know, it doesn't, it just, it feels fun to be a part of something with everybody and to be looking at the same thing and to have something dramatic happen that feels, like, very real. But also, Olivia Wilde should not have hired Shia LaBeouf in the first place. He is a terrible person. We need to stop enabling abusers in Hollywood. But I also think that, like, Harry Styles cannot act, and I doubt that this movie is going to prove me wrong based on what I've seen. So I'm interested to see how this all plays out, but I think Florence Pugh looked fantastic in that Valentino look. Love a head-to-toe purple. Um, Somebody tweeted about how, like, this is what fashion has been missing, is people who have fun and create moments. And, like, the thing about influencers is it all just became so saturated, and this brings me back to Instagram. I use Instagram. This is where the story about the guru gossip tied in. So, like, the, the snark online exists for a lot of Instagram influencers. And Reddit is where that that has really found like a big home. And right now there's kind of this rise in single influencer snark subreddits. Blog snark has been around for forever. And it's a heavily moderated site where you're not, there's so many things you're not allowed to talk about. You're not allowed to make up stories. You're not allowed to nickname people. Like it's very like They're pretty fucking heavily modded over there. And for good reason. Snark can get out of control really quickly. And I think the thing that hallmarks good Snark for me... And why I enjoyed reading it was that it was usually pretty funny insights or people having enough self-awareness to be like, I know that I'm just probably annoyed with this because I find this woman annoying, but this is what I found annoying. Or like, I thought this was really ugly in her house. That's like, you know, snark is like a snark about things like about their house decor or things that they can change. Totally fine. Snark about your body? Not fine. Um, And that's kind of the mod rules there so i really fell into blog snark when i got into reading snark about caroline calloway who was like an interesting new york city influencer on instagram um she was really controversial for a while and that was what she was courting she wanted to stay in people's minds and it was all a big game to her and i think you know she definitely had some stuff that she was working through but it was like looking back at like the mania that was around her is like kind of interesting and I think that, like, she is a very entertaining person. She's constantly, like, living her life out loud. And it really got a rise out of people. But what was interesting about Caroline is, like, eventually the blog snark, it just got too big and it was too hard to moderate. So after the Cut article came out where her best friend wrote an entire article about how Caroline was a terrible friend and, um like, writer, um they kicked... Caroline Calloway off as, like, a discussion topic. So it spun out and created – the people who were, you know, leaving comments on that spun out and created a new snark subreddit. Actually, there was a snark subreddit and then a second one created, and then the first person who created the first one that everybody left for the second one, like, got really mad and sent out the most dramatic, like, Reddit thing of all time that was like, you are feasting at a table that was set for me. Like, it was truly <laughs> – this is what's so funny about snark it's like eventually people just like have to come out and like they want so much attention and I think the attention economy is so funny like there's been this New York Metro weather account that has everybody has like fallen in love with on Twitter and then recently the guy behind it has revealed that he's really hot and I just think that that is like such a funny thing that happens on the internet all the time hot people cannot resist letting you know that they are not just funny but they are also hot and there is also a thing where people who make call out accounts for like big influencer accounts will eventually fall into being like, here's what I'm wearing today, or like, here are my shoes, or do you guys have recs for my travel plans in Mexico City? And it's like, you can't Like, you can't fully resist it. Everybody's just as bad as each other. And a lot of snark also, I think, used to acknowledge that it either came from, like, jealousy or genuine, like, misunderstanding what was motivating this person in life. And I think that it's totally fine to talk about other people. It's fine to gossip. Gossip is one thing. Snark is one thing. But bullying is another. And snark can turn into bullying so quickly. I think there's a very fine line and what has happened on Reddit now is that there's a lot of spinoff subreddits. And the Girl in Callaway one, I don't think was ever really that bullying. Like, it was still pretty well moderated. They did allow nicknames. And I think nicknames are a slippery slope into, like, other things. But the single snark subreddits get really nasty about people really quickly because it's just a bunch of people dogpiling. And then the influencer will find the thing. It's like a big circle of life where, like, The snark will start because the influencer did like maybe even a genuinely annoying thing or something that people feel they need to call out because we live in a culture in which everybody feels the need to call out other people. I'm going to eat an almond. They're salt and vinegar flavored. They're fantastic. Okay. I cut out all the chewing noise. I hope. So (laughs) single snark subreddits often just devolve very quickly into things that are not pleasant And I think there's been a big rise of them recently. And I was thinking about why online culture in the last few years has become, like, just so much more... I think vitrolic and, like, bully-focused. Like, I think millennials are definitely a softer type than Gen Z. And somebody pointed out that, like, Gen X was insult comics and millennials are, like, improv vibes. And I think that that is super accurate. Gen Z was raised by Gen X. I think there's a lot of, like, um, just... I think a lot of people think you can bully somebody as long as that person is quote-unquote a bad person, which is why, like, I find the Leah michelle illiterate jokes just to be so fucking tired. Oh, my God, please stop making them. It's not even, like, a whole thing about adult literacy and how we shouldn't joke about literacy in this fucking country where a lot of people can't fucking read. But it's just not that fucking funny, and nobody's actually making a good joke anymore. And there's just so many people making the same joke over and over. When Leonardo DiCaprio breaks up with his girlfriend, it's actually really creepy that he keeps dating women underage, and we don't need to make a thousand jokes about it, and a thousand of the same exact jokes about it. And then I was thinking about this recently, because, like, clean girl aesthetic became a thing on TikTok, and I was like, there's been a big, like, shift into normcore. Like, what's happening online? Because, like, norm normalcy was not the mo online for a long time online was niche online was for people who wanted to talk about buffy and i'm not kidding buffy message words like definitely revolutionized the internet um same way that the grateful dead ones did because people just wanted to share music same way that porn did because everything about the internet is basically because people wanted to get pictures of things and then wanted to get videos of why do I keep saying things i call risky business risky it because it means business so single blog ones or single people snark subreddits are becoming really dangerous. I think for people and it's really easy to get caught up in them. And I think it's really easy for people to get attention from them. There were people on the Caroline Calloway one. And like, I'm not going to deny this person was fucking talented who were writing like entire, like, you know, 500, 1000 word essays in like parody format of her writing. And like, it's not that they weren't good, but it's just that like, I don't know. Did they need to be doing that? So the thing is, though, Caroline had a lot of things that at one point in my life I didn't like have in common with her. But at one point I was unemployed and she was unemployed and people would just write really mean shit about the fact that she was unemployed. And I would read this stuff every single day. And I think at a certain point I was reading it just to, like, bully myself, like. I, it would just confirm some of my worst fears about what people think. And I think comment sections do that for me a lot. And I think that just online is so different from like a real world experience and people do things online that they just wouldn't do in the real world. And I just want to live more there with people, with not like being afraid of strangers or people saying mean shit. People don't say mean shit to me in my adult life. Like I don't get things said to me anymore. Like I used to, I feel like I used to get things said to me. Like it was a wild world. Um... But maybe that was just, like, living on – you know what I mean? Like, it's just – I don't know. But, um, like, Trisha Paytas has her own snark subreddit. There was an article about it this weekend. I'll link that below, but – or in the notes or whatever. But um, people are, like, doxing her, doxing her doctor, coming after her in ways that just, like, are not necessary. Like, let this woman be pregnant and have a baby. I know that she's said some shit in the past. that is absolutely not okay for her to have said but at the same time, I don't know what it's doing to, like, quote, unquote, hold her accountable when she's literally nine months pregnant for things that she said two years ago. Trish has a lot of mental health issues. Trish has been an addict for the entire time, basically, that she's been online. Like, Trish has a lot of stuff going on that I don't think Internet commenters are really helping diagnose her with. But she also contradicts herself and lies all the time. She, she, she's good content fodder because people make compilations of her lying. And people are like, did you know Trish lied? And it's like, did you know? Did, did I know Trisha paid a slide? Like yes, yes, everybody knows. Um, but maybe not because media literacy is in the toilet and yet more media is being consumed than ever before, which is a terrifying way for that to that chart to go. And I think like, what? I was doing as an observer of some of these accounts because like the thing is i would go to the caroline calloway subreddit but i would also go to her account and i would watch her stories and i would look at her things and i would read the comment section like i'm not trying to put myself above what was happening in any way and i think recently like she stopped being being online and honestly i kind of fell out when she got cats because i just can't deal with people and their animals and how they treat them poorly because like i don't care if you're if you're not taking care of yourself to the highest standard but you're you know keeping yourself alive and whatever great As soon as you bring an animal or a baby into the situation, I'm out. I don't want to take part in this. I don't – there's an innocent life that you are taking responsibility for that you're not doing a good job with, and that is just not fun for me to watch. So there were a few, like, NYC influencer girlies that I just found, like, kind of entertaining to check in on because I do think that Instagram did allow us to peek or does – allow us to like peek into other people's lives. And I think that's why on YouTube, I have certain niches that I fell into there. It's just interesting. It's interesting to see how other people live. It's interesting to see cultures displayed and, but you know, it's displayed in this like one step removed kind of way. But with New York, I find it very interesting that there's a lot of women who live in New York and I'm saying of women because most influencers that are successful are women. Um, but it's, it's interesting to live in New York because a lot of content that New York influencers are making are not for people from New York. It's for people outside of New York who wish they lived here kind of thing. Or like, and by that, I mean like teenagers who literally can't move here yet. Not like people who like, you wish you were in New York. Um, So it's, there were, there were a few of them that I would just check in on pretty regularly. And then I was like, Oh, I don't like that I'm like kind of going to your profile just so that I have context for like reading slightly mean stuff about you later. Like that's just like not fulfilling the, that's not scratching the itch it once did for me. I'll be honest. And there was one influencer in particular. It's we were what? I don't know why I'm going to be coy about that. Um, she fascinates me. I don't understand what her business models are. I don't understand who's buying her clothing. I don't understand her engagement levels. I don't understand, um, the like choices, but Recently, I found an NYC influencer snark subreddit and it was just straight bullying and there was a lot of stuff on there that I was like, oh no, you're missing the snark part. This is just straight up mean shit that's not true. Like, You can want to hold an an Instagram influencer accountable for photoshopping and not disclaiming that they're photoshopping. I understand that. I think body dysmorphia via picture is very real, blah, blah, blah. You can't lie about it. You especially can't say that you don't do it anymore and then do it in the picture you're literally announcing that on. like That is out of some wild behavior but i don't think it's like i think it's interesting like when things happen big political movements happen people are like i'm holding this influencer accountable for not posting about you know the war in ukraine or it's one of the other ones that's happened recently where it's just everybody needs to get attention on this thing and it's like okay I don't know that I expect influencers to be newscasters is the thing. I don't, I don't know that it's actually good for us to see a post that's like, take the war in Ukraine seriously. And then the next post is like, which boots should I wear to Coachella? Like, it just feels like it's, it's making both things reflect poorly on each other. It's like, I don't think this is the right effect in editing, but it feels like the Kushlov effect of just like the thing you're not seeing is the in-between cut. And that's the part that's like, Oh, but with We Were What, I had this thing. So I was like, she had been mean to a friend of mine once and she's a bad person and she's weird on her stories and she's often bad or saying things that like, get under my skin and I'm gonna, like, what what was I gonna do? Police her actions in my own head? Like, I was never gonna reach out and be like, I've been watching your stories and you annoy me. Like, that's weird. Like, I'm annoying myself by watching her stories. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, she's putting this content out there and it is... Uh, The idea of like, this is harmful content. Like, she's photoshopping her fucking body. Like, you know, she's got insecurities and she has to live her life online. Whatever. It's not great. But also, I don't know that it's this thing that everybody is like... I just think that the reaction online can't be proportional to anything because it's just a bunch of voices and so then people get reactionary online and then people start saying things and sending in rumors and making comments that are just like why are you looking up New York City housing records to try to prove that her boyfriend owns a loft like no she put it's weird that she put $250,000 into a renovation of a rental you're correct but she's also somebody who takes pictures in her home every single day so it might have been worth it for her and also she wrote it off as a fucking tax expense I expensed it so it's Free. But, like, she wanted to get tours of her apartment. She wanted to get cachet in new ways. Like, we have to understand that the moves that influencers are making are often, like, part of a bigger picture. And I think that influencing is something that they're always like, oh, it's really hard and whatever. But I do think that, like, documenting your life and having to live to a certain standard all the time is exhausting. And not being able to turn that off, it's just like, oh, Like, and when influencers are like, what you guys don't see, and it's like, you know, piles of crap in the corner that you know they didn't show in the photo or whatever and it's like yeah but you still have to pile all the crap in the corner i just have stuff on my bed right now i'm doing a podcast nobody can see that i have stuff on my bed it's a bunch of clothes that i haven't put away because i don't want to fucking get out the hangers and hang them up and deal with the laundry <laughs> i'll be honest um, if i put them in the laundry then i have to deal with the fact that i have to go do laundry this is a block Um, It's not I just It's been hot I have not wanted to go out in the morning It's been fucking muggy again But I've been trying to go on walks every day anyway And it's been working And afternoon walks have been so lovely And I just like experiencing things at different times Because it reminds me that I can always go And that if I don't do it at 6 in the morning It's actually okay I can do it at 3 o'clock too So I just like I think a lot of it I'm gonna be honest Is that like normal people are online now and that just didn't used to be the case. Like, everybody is online now. And it didn't, it, I don't think everybody used to spend that much time online. I think normal people had like norm core shit they were doing off the internet, and it wasn't for them. And now, normal people are here and the internet's not niche anymore and it's not like under you know it's not like nerds and also nerds have not been subculture in a while they've been dominant culture for so long but it you know it's good to feed into a victim complex in order to keep people buying stuff because they can't lose any of the power they've accumulated and now hollywood's finally making movies for them but are they are marvel movies for comic book nerds because they really don't follow much of the cool stuff that happens in comic books that's so you know but I also used to follow, like, I don't know. I don't I don't feel like really continuing to list people that I used to follow that I just, like, would get self-righteously upset about. But I just think that, like, my quest for pop culture knowledge it has been fine. And I can still get my fix of gossip and nosiness and all of those things that I'm not going to deny myself because I think gossip is, like, a very normal part of life. But I just think that Instagram was not beneficial for me and it wasn't teaching me anything and it was really just getting me... Going And they wanted to get me going because that made me spend more time on the app. And they wanted me to go through the Explorer page. And the other thing is that it made me much more materialistic because I would see things that I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I would go look it up and then I'd be like, oh, it's $30. Well, $30 and that much like, no, I didn't need it. I don't need my desk to be like aesthetic matching with other people's desks on the internet because I'm not going to take pictures of my desk and try to get people to send me free keyboards, even though I would love free keyboards. But I just, I don't, you know, like that's not my goal. And like having cute stuff in my house that's just for me really is just for me. Like, cause I live here and I like looking at it and I just don't want to commodify my life in that way anymore. And this will be really embarrassing if I re-download TikTok in the next like two months. But I don't think it'll happen. I've deleted it for very long periods before and not missed it. And I just think that like part of getting out of it is just getting back to myself and being conscious of the stuff I'm putting out there and my boundaries, because there are people who definitely see parts of my life that I've always been like, I don't know that I like that you see that. Like not even in a bad way, but just in like a, this isn't for you kind of way. You know what I mean? So this podcast has been 40 something minutes of me talking about quitting Instagram um I don't know that it'll inspire anybody else too that's not why I'm making it I hope it didn't shame anybody who does use it I just think that I am trying to be like more honest with myself about my wants needs desires things that make me happy and I was realizing that Instagram was just truly not making me happy and hadn't in a really long time I don't know that it ever did but it I don't know. It used to be kind of fun and now it just felt like I was kind of in like a weird surveillance state and I didn't like that. And what I was doing on the app and who I was checking in on and, you know, I don't need to follow Vogue beauty editors so that I can be jealous of a consumerism closet that I actually don't want. I don't need that many skincare products. I just want, it just looks nice, you know? And then you get jealous of things and you're like, I don't need to be jealous of that. I don't need to be jealous of your upstate home. Um, I'm not, I don't have one. Why am I looking at what furniture you're filling it with? And why am I getting upset that you spent $6,000 on a couch? It's your $6,000. I just wish I had $6,000. <laughs> so I think that Instagram has been changing. Algorithms are one of the things that really make online dangerous. And I just want to make sure that, the things that I'm subjecting myself to, I'm at least opting into consciously. And that's really it. With Twitter, you can have it, you know, go by latest first. I I unfollow a lot more people these days. I'm being, you know, I cultivate my spaces pretty well. Same thing with Tumblr. Like, that, ha- you know, I follow so many people on there that I followed for like over a decade at this point and that's really fucking wild um, and it's cool and it's just pictures for the most part and like it's interiors and it's but it's a little bit more artistic I feel like I blog on there a little bit more I'm not worried about what Tumblr is doing to my brain and I don't spend that much time on it I'm just I'm trying to read more I'm trying to write meaningful stuff and not just like crank something out because I say that I got stuff out on Fridays like I'm just trying to live more internally it's fucking exhausting you have to just be so visual. But I feel better at the end of the day when I've done yoga at work and then after work or or before bed. And I feel like I have realized that, like, I'm probably going to do a journaling part two at some point and maybe interview some people who have started journaling since the first podcast and, like, see what happened with that, because I know that some people have. And that's very, very cool. But I just like I know I feel better when I do things. And I think that the phone is really addictive and I don't like to be addicted to things. And it worries me how often I would find myself, like, opening the app, closing out of the app, and then just reopening it. And it reminded me of, I feel like I used to do this with the fridge a lot, where I, like, go over, look, stand up, and be like, no, there's nothing in there. And then, like, open up the fridge again. And it was just unconscious. And I'm just trying to be more conscious. Anyway, I think I've said that, like, seven times now. See, I'm conscious. So, um, okay. I'm going to go. I this is probably the highest I've been recording, except for maybe the edible. I don't know when the edible hit though on that recording. So hopefully this was um, coherent. I'm, you know, <laughs> we'll see on the we'll see during the edit how this turned out. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you're enjoying the Smoke Show podcast. If you've been listening um, to it before this, and if not, um, I hope this was a fun first episode for you to dive into. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter because I still have that social media at hi, Claire with two eyes, um, and just in high, not in Claire. Um, and I hope you have a great week. I'll be back next week, um, with another episode. Um, I feel like every time I make a promise about what the episode's going to be about, I spend all week being like, Wah! um, so it's a surprise. Um, <laughs> anyway i hope you have a great rest of your week um and yeah i will be back next week with another episode thanks for listening and catch you later bye